it guys welcome back this is the why now podcast i am brandon and today i want to go into some more about how we make decisions and what exactly that looks like in terms of what the reasons are behind them so this podcast i really i feel like generally i'm, I'm asking why we do the things that we do why are we doing them now and what is the reasoning behind them ultimately so i really want to talk about instant gratification versus delayed gratification this topic is definitely relevant, I think, in our society today where you can get anything as soon as you want it. And I think that people are really used to that. And that's part of the problem. You know, if we are doing things to make ourselves happy, it, it becomes a situation of whether we're prioritizing the things that actually do make us happy. So there are levels to that contentment and that kind of gives a complexity to having a reason behind the action that we're taking. So when we're asking what is instant gratification, you know, for its the purposes of this, you know, that requires patience, self-control, a strong will, things that a lot of people don't have nowadays. So it is extremely difficult to choose a, and air quotes, worse, relatively worse thing now for some better thing later on when what you're giving up is still something that you want and you can get it right now. So why not? Like, why not just do it now? And forget the thing that's later because right now is what matters. And I want to talk a lot about the present in, in past episodes and how we can't worry about the future. We can't worry about the past. It's like we want to live in the present and that's the most important thing. I do think that this idea of instant gratification is a situation where we have to think in the future. So ultimately, this this kind of thinking is present everywhere. Every decision that we make, the timing is what matters, not just the quality, but the timing of it. Because there's so many factors to take into account, and it really depends on where we're at in our lives. And it can be counterintuitive sometimes with all of those different different factors to keep in mind. But objectively, I do think that most people understand the benefits of delaying gratification or taking the time to get that better thing later on than rushing to get that short-term reward right now. So either way, it doesn't make it any less difficult. The problem of instant gratification then is that this applies to everyone. And according to some theories uh, within psychology, it's not avoidable at all. Um, Freud actually believed that there was a part of us that was driven by uh, some kind of lower desire instinct that seeks to experience pleasure at any given point. And then there's this the same part that wants to avoid pain at any given point. So this is called the pleasure principle and I think is extremely accurate in terms of describing how we as humans operate. And, and I'm extremely guilty of this. And I know my wife would, would wholeheartedly agree um, because, you know, if it's something that I want, and, you know, and I've got to go somewhere, I'm going to go as soon as I can, because I want that thing in the moment. And if I wait any longer then my, I, my mind is just going to say, okay, I wasted time or something. And then my rationale is if I have the means and I want it, then why would I not? What's the point in waiting? And I know that that's going to give me this kind of pleasure now. And in that moment, it's like, what is the later part of it? That's going to actually benefit, uh, give me some 
greater benefit. So then it becomes really hard to fight that inner voice if you can't see what the what the later benefit is. That that problem is probably the the most difficult aspect of this for me because what if you can't see that? How are you supposed to see the later benefit if that right now overpowers it? The difference I feel like comes into play when you're considering really important things such as finances or relationships or like your health, how serious those things are, you know, if a near-death experience is probably going to cause you to change something. If your health is really bad and you have a near-death experience, your eating habits uh, are causing it, chances are you're probably going to want to change something. And that's going to help you to avoid the instant gratification and start understanding like there are real consequences to that. Problems arise when people don't take those things seriously and don't understand that there are consequences. And then they end up depressed or anxious and constantly upset with themselves or other people. In the last one, I know I talked about consequences in, in terms of people in the education system. And I think this is this is accurate for that as well. Because I feel like kids nowadays, they want something and they get it. And they're not used to being told no. And they need to learn that skill of delaying their gratification. Because one day, something's going to happen and it's going to do it for them. And that's going to be the hard part for them. Complacency fits really well with this because it's being okay with it now and not working towards something later on. Similar to how instant gratification is, you're okay with that immediate benefit instead of waiting for something better later on. And then this this ends up in a cycle because of the constant need for something right now, something that's not quite what you need, but it fills a void in that moment. And that's enough for whoever is making that decision. It's the development of that complacent mindset about something like health and fitness is a really good example. The desire to have something instantly versus taking the time to exercise and eat better isn't realized. Right? Results are not seen immediately. And then in, in the end, our minds just say, we're just fine where we're at and we don't need to do those things. And then it becomes too much work in the moment. And then we revert back to being depressed, being anxious, being upset when we just need to take that little bit of delay and figure out how are we actually supposed to get out of that complacent cycle. I just finished this book called Ishmael by Daniel Quinn and that had it had a lot of things in it that really, really stood out to me on you know, on things like complacency, on things like gratification, environmental impact of humans, you know, what the purpose of our existence is. I think it really was overall like a, a revolutionary take on our society as like a thought experiment of how humanity got to be where we're at. And in the book, there's this guy who sees this ad and he ends up going to see where wherever the ad was. And there was a gorilla there and the gorilla and he started to talk and they have this kind of back and forth throughout the entire book of this story or these two stories by different sections of humanity over the course of thousands and thousands of years. And in this one story, it starts with the idea of Adam and in the fall of man being the catalyst for that human concept that we're supposed to be in control of the world, which ultimately he rejects. And, and I think is the reason that the world is so messed up where we're at now. Uh, according to the book, the metaphorical fall of man is when we realize that like agriculturally we need to make as much as possible and 
do more and do more and do more and leading to population increases. And then that gets repeated over years and years and years. And then that's where the problem has stemmed from, according to this book. So there are a bunch of different sections that they go into actions in the past versus now and how we respond to things. Uh, but one stood out to me that I wanted to mention here. Before I do that, though, I do want to go back just uh, really quick and um, to where the the book talks about how, you know, there's two sides talking about how either humans are supposed to be in control of the world or they're supposed to almost submit to the world. And I feel like we're taught this from from being so young that humans are superior and we're supposed to take what the world gives us and do something else with it. And everything that's grown, everything that, that lives on the earth other than ourselves is ours to take. And this book is kind of countering that argument by saying that over the course of years, humans have evolved from these other organisms. And if everything was good before that, why are we all of a sudden taking control of everything and thinking that this is going to fix something? If the world survived for however many millions and millions of years without us being there to do that, doesn't it make sense then that we're the problem? That humans are causing the environmental collapse. And at some point, that's going to be too big a deal to ignore. But I think as children, when we hear that, we don't really grasp the the reality of it. And there's this idea in the book that uh, culture teaches us these things and that it embeds it into us until we almost can't see anything but that. And I think that that's the point that we're at. We can't really see anything other than this idea that humans are supposed to be in control. And um, so that the one story that stood out to me uh, in the book was where there was this, this experiment where he's talking about a hunter-gatherer thousands of years ago talking about if they wanted yams, how would they get them? And the main character responds and says, well, nowadays we would go get some because if we want them then we have the opportunity to go get them and that's the benefit to being human is that we're able to control that aspect of our lives if we want something we go get it and that, that represents instant gratification for me because of the ultimately negative cost that humanity's reign has had on our world so far and then you know, the gorilla goes back and is like talking about how would somebody back then, how would a, a, the hunter-gatherer respond to that? How if they wanted yams and there was none, how would they get them? They would forego that thing that they wanted. They would delay their gratification and find something else in honor of the greater good. And this story, and I, I definitely did not explain it as well as the book does, but I would highly recommend you read it if if you haven't already. But this story very, very perfectly encapsulates the idea of instant gratification, both personally and then on a much larger scale, as in humanity itself. Switching up now, I want to talk about how we can kind of combat instant gratification in 
uh, favor of delaying our gratification and how we can follow through with things instead of kind of taking just the easy way. Um, the first thing, which is it's going to sound kind of weird, but sitting in it for just a minute, sitting in the desire, if you have some idea of something you want to do and it's like a craving almost, sit in that for a second. Like, Don't try to change it or make it different than it is. Just acknowledge it and then ask yourself, why is this happening right now and is right now the right time or is there something better that I can do later on? And that leads to the second one, which is empathize with yourself in the future and other people. So how are you going to feel an hour from now if you do that thing or not? And then how are other people going to feel? If you're married, you have to do that all the time. Take into account the other person in your decisions. This takes practice. It definitely isn't done in one day and it is not an easy skill to learn, but it is a valuable skill not just for making personal decisions, but just general self-reflection, which is a life skill that's invaluable forever. And this involves extending your thinking beyond just right now. But I, I will acknowledge that can be a slippery slope for some people who are maybe prone to overthink things and catastrophize and become anxious over things in the future. The third thing is called pre-committing. This involves, well, committing to things beforehand, making your decisions before so that it's tougher to change your mind when the time does come to make that decision. So you can prepare and put things in place so that whatever that decision is, if you're trying to go to the gym more, instead of that instant gratification decision where your alarm goes off and you were planning on going to the gym and you just decide, nope, I'm going to go back to sleep. I think that's probably the most the most common case that I can think of. But where you know that going to the gym is going to be beneficial later on. You know that that's ultimately the right decision. But in the moment, it's just so much easier and seems right to go back to sleep. So if that's the case, you can set your stuff out the night before. Set out your clothes and your water bottle and whatever else you need so that there's one less thing you have to worry about or two less things that you have to worry about. And then going along with that, this fourth one of accountability, and it, it doesn't necessarily have to go with pre-committing to things or making your decisions before, but pre-committing to something needs accountability in order to work. Something or somebody to help you keep track of where you're at and be there to motivate you. And psychologically, we generally don't want to let people down. And so I feel like we're drastically more likely to do that thing in question than let that person down or even let ourselves down if we're using something else to keep track of where we're at. But making it real by involving something else or somebody else in that, in that decision or in that process. And then the last one, I think with bigger tasks where it's a lot harder to get started and where we generally take the easy way is to just break it up, break things up into smaller pieces that are more manageable because those big things are really easy to forego 
in favor of something that's good in the right now. And I think that getting up early is a, is a good example of this where, you know, we wake up and our alarm is the worst thing in the world. And then we eventually like that instant and delayed gratification are pitted against each other. In that case, we can't necessarily break up that that task of waking up, but we can start by building up to something that we want. If we're used to getting up at eight o'clock, then start getting up at seven, then start getting up at six until you get to where you want to get. And then as far as habits go, starting with smaller things and keeping it doable for yourself and not worrying about what other people do or think because social media, I think now has, has put a very big strain on how we make decisions. And if we want something, we can go on social media and see it or get that dopamine hit instantly. And that's part of a society's problem is that we can get anything that we want whenever we want it with the internet and social media. And I don't know the answer to that problem. But I do know that we have to come together in order to solve it. This is easier said than done, but we have an obligation to ourselves and humanity as a whole and the environment and anything we can think of from an ethical standpoint. We have an obligation to become self-aware enough to keep those things from getting out of control. If that means taking a step back and slowing down and delaying the gratification instead of growing without limit. When we feel like there's no limit to what we can do, we become like gods in that we think that nobody can can stop us or nobody can hold us down. And that's just not true. Because in the end, we're going to be the ones who are holding ourselves down because of the fact that we didn't take the time and we wanted something now and we got it. So we, as a whole, we have to be able to come together and, and figure that out. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I am super grateful for all the support, all the people who listen. Um, and please continue to rate and give me a review and uh, let me know what you think because I want to make this as useful as possible, as valuable as possible for people who are listening to it. And as always, I have all of my social media and uh, any links that I referenced in the show notes for this. So with that said, I will see you guys next week. I hope everybody has an awesome week and uh, I will see you all then. Peace.